Peace and blessings. Welcome to another episode of the Living Abundantly Ever After show with Giovanna Tisdale. Today we are talking about living abundantly ever after what? Um, oftentimes you'll hear me say living abundantly ever after pain and trauma, but I just wanted to like expound upon like what that means and what that can look like in your life. So for me personally, um, when I talk about living abundantly ever after, um, of course there's like more than one thing that I've had to overcome in my life. Um, one of the main things being dealing with um, domestic violence, which as a result impacted me emotionally and mentally as well as in other ways. And so I had to live abundantly ever after the pain and trauma of abuse, after dealing with um, depression and anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, really rebuilding my life, rediscovering who I am and allowing um, allowing myself to step out of that identity. So living abundantly ever after, I mentioned this in the first episode, it can look different for each and every one of us because the things that we want out of life, what we're here to do and experience, it's all going to be different. So what my abundantly ever after might look like could be completely different from what your abundantly ever after look like, yet it brings us the joy, the satisfaction, the positive feelings and experiences that we both want. Um, that's one of the things I think it's important. So me, like as a coach and a healer, my job is to help you get where you want to be, not get where I want you to be, or I think you should be, or someone else thinks you should be. And oftentimes, you know, a lot of people don't even realize when they come to me, they don't know what they want because they've never stopped and asked themselves or no one has ever asked them or just never thought that they could have anything outside of their current experience or what they've always known in their life. And so that's something that I absolutely want to change. And in fact, one of the very first things that I share um, or someone reaches out to me and they're like, I don't know what to do. Well, you need to figure out what it is that you want. And if you don't know what you want, then I cannot truly help you until you figure that out. Otherwise, like you'll make progress and you'll be doing things that benefit you, but you won't necessarily see growth and transformation in the way that it could take place. So I always ask you to get clear on what it is that you want to experience. So if you know you don't like your life as it is, if you know you don't like the neighborhood that you live in, if you know you don't like um, the people that you have to deal with on a daily basis at your job, if you know that you aren't happy in the types of friendships or relationships that you've had, that's a starting point. And it's really interesting because a lot of times people can tell you what they don't like or don't want, but they cannot tell you what it is that they want. So I want you to take a second and think about that. Like, do you know what it is that you want? Do you have a clear picture in your mind of what you want your life to be like three months from now? five months from now, 12 months from now, you know, like really allow yourself to do that and dream and step outside of the box that you're in outside of your current experiences and, um, and let yourself imagine who you could potentially become and what you could do with your life and for your family if you allow yourself to do so. So living abundantly ever after can take place after any type of pain or trauma. 
what is pain and trauma? It could be heartache. It could be losing a job. It could be not really giving yourself the, the care and love and attention that you need. It could be after getting out of a relationship. It doesn't have to be a bad relationship. It could have been a healthy one. Or maybe, in fact, it was toxic or maybe it was abusive. So there's a million and one different ways of looking at what that means. So it's all about you getting to reshape who you are, getting to decide who you want to have in your life, what experiences you want, um, who you want to be, all of these amazing things. It's really giving you back a sense of power, a sense of um, control, a sense of creation around your own life. Many times we can feel like we don't have any control over our lives, that we are subjected to the bullshit that we knew from growing up, from our experiences as adults, and it just gets to be a mess where you think, okay, well, this is just who I am. This is just what my life is. And absolutely no, it does not have to be that way. So no matter what you have experienced, whether it was something major, like loss of a loved one, um, some people have to learn how to navigate life again after they lose a family member or a life partner. Some people may have to learn how to come out of their shell and reclaim their identity after something as traumatic as sexual assault. So there's an abundance of things that can either propel you into needing to rebirth yourself or that can force you into um, getting to a state where you absolutely need to change. And a lot of times we get to the pressure point, right? The pressure point is what I like to call between the rock in the hard place. I'm pretty sure you heard that. And in between there is what I like to call the space of potential. So while you are in between that rock and whatever hard situation you are dealing with, there's a sliver of space that is potential. And if you're able to harness that energy, harness that potential, you have the power to do amazing things. You have the power to get out from up under the rock in the hard place and you can move into a place that is more comfortable, that is more supportive of you. So we'll talk more about that later. Um, and again, it kind of circles back, right? So once you know that you're in a shitty situation, whatever it may be, something that is making you unhappy, something that's making you feel stressed out or just making you feel down, you have to come to a place where you start to figure out, well, what is it that I want? Because this is not making me happy. This is draining me. I don't feel like loved. I don't feel supported. I'm not happy. I feel stuck. I feel stagnant. All of these different things. But you know, it's just not beneficial for you. It does not make you feel good. And so once you're in that space, one of two things happen. Either you start looking at all the things going wrong in your life and you're like, oh my gosh, my life sucks. Woe is me. I'm never going to get out of this. Like, what the fuck do I keep trying for? And you just succumb to it, right? And you just say, okay, well, this is my life. I'm just going to keep dealing with it. And you go from one, um, and you're living kind of reactively. You're going from one situation to the next and trying to sweep up the debris along the way. Or on the flip side, you can look at things proactively and say, okay, this shit right here, I do not like. What can I do right now? What can I do right now? If I don't like this, what do I want in its place? And then what can I do to work towards that? 
And so when we start to shift the way that we look at things and we start to expand what we believe is possible for us, which is absolutely like looking at your mindset, what are the thoughts that you're thinking around yourself, around your life, around your circumstances, around your relationships? And then you have to get clear about too, what things are within my control in this moment and what things are not. A lot of times we stress ourselves out about things that are not necessarily in our direct control. And that is a waste of energy. It is a waste of effort and time and all those things. Focus on the things that you can control. Well, if you know you can't control the people at your job, it's it's a couple things you can do. If you are dealing with a toxic workplace, you can work on your mindset right? You can bring in different elements, um, like adding a plant to your desk, pictures that make you happy, things like that. You can limit as much contact as you can with people who are trifling and stressing you out. You can also start to look for another job. Like that's a great solution. You continue searching and you don't feed into the bullshit that's happening and you just continue on your search. You continue on your search You put energy and effort into finding a solution that is beneficial to you rather than focusing on, oh my God, I can't stand this place. These people get on my nerves. They don't do anything right because all that's doing is highlighting the problem and the negative energy around the problem and it's magnifying it. So the more that you start to be a little more solution oriented, um, be grateful like, okay, I have this job. I'm grateful for this job. It brings in money. Yes, it's not perfect. However, I'm grateful for whatever benefits, whatever, you know, money I get, all of that, right? So you start to look at things a little bit differently. And that just expands the space of potential while you're in between that rock and that hard place. So if you have been like feeling like, okay, you're talking about living abundantly ever after, but you don't know what I've been through. I've been abused as a child. I've been abused in my adulthood. I've gone through all these horrific situations in my life. And you just think my life is supposed to be better after that. Like you're tripping, you're crazy. Like you don't understand, you don't know. Oh, I do know. And I used to think like that as well, like, oh my gosh, like this is it for me. My life is absolutely over. Nobody's going to love me. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, that's it. Like, this is it for me. I'm ruined. Um, Like I said, I struggled with depression, um, suicide attempt, um, hella crazy anxiety to the point where, uh, I forget the name of it, but I would rarely go out. And when I did, there was like paranoia, um, for a time being. And again, having dealt with abuse, domestic violence, like there was a lot of shame, um, embarrassment, um, and just a lot of down feelings, right? There's a lot of negative self-talk, negative stories, on repeat when you're dealing with depression. It's a very ugly thing and I would not wish it on anyone. So when I see those stories of people who were struggling with depression and um, they ultimately took their own lives, like I know that, I know that battle intimately. And for the shit that I've gone through in my life with family, with friends, you know, decisions that I've made, Um, struggles with finances, with parenting, with relationships, like 
trust me, you can live abundantly ever after any challenge that you have faced in life or any difficulties that you are currently going through. Um, another thing too is like, <laughs> look at the people around you. Look at the people around you. Are they in any way, shape or form making your situation better? And I don't mean that they're taking care of you. I don't mean that they're like trying to fix your problem for you or whatever, but are they there for you? Are they supporting you or are they talking shit and putting you down? Are they looking at your life and your situation as entertainment or are they there for you holding space and witnessing you as someone that they care about? Because there is a big, big difference in that. And I definitely want to talk about this more because it's something that I've experienced as well. While I was dealing with depression and all of this domestic violence shit and child custody stuff, I went through that by myself. And a lot of things that I've gone through, um, including like homelessness, things like that, like not one fucking person that called themselves my friend really lifted a finger to help me. Not one. And I realize, you know, when I'm going through all of this stuff, like I'm like sharing like the, the things that I'm going through, what's happening. And not one person said, well, here's something that you can do. It was just like, mm, girl, that wouldn't be me. Oh, what you going to do about that? It was like, like very much I'm here and this is entertainment for me. And so I stopped talking to people. I stopped talking to people because a lot of times when people, as humans, we tend to bond over trauma. We tend to, to bond over complaints. So like when someone asks how we're doing, we typically say we're okay or I'm doing well, I'm doing good. Um, we don't say I'm having a really great day. My kid is doing great in school. Um, I just learned a new massage technique. Like life is really good and I'm happy. We just be like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. Things are good. But if we're having a bad day, then we're like, oh my gosh, so I'm so stressed. My job is tripping. They canceled my overtime. I really needed that money. And then they'd be like, oh my gosh, my job is tripping too. My one supervisor keep messing with me. And I'm like, it, it just goes back and forth. Very rarely do we bond over good things because of course in life, there's always something going on. You want to make sure that you have people in your life who can help you um, bond to the good things, who can help you shift your mindset to focus on the positive or at least be there as a support and say, hey, I know you said you were struggling with work. Um, I came across this online. Here goes some jobs that you might be interested in. Or, hey, like, I know you've been having trouble in your relationship. Why don't we like take a trip and just, you know, have some girl time, clear our minds, like refresh and really like give yourself some space so you can explore like what's really best for you. Because I see that you are really struggling over this. Not like, damn girl, he did what? And then next thing you know, your business is 30 miles away and you didn't tell anybody but your quote unquote best friend who is telling everybody because she thinks the shit's funny and it would never be her. And she's so perfect and she's so this and that. But yeah, so got off on a bit of a tangent. Like I said, I've experienced a lot of that, um, not having true friends. I'm grateful to say now, like one part of my abundantly ever after is having genuine connections and friendships. 
So I am really grateful for the people in my life now because I, I have that. I have those supportive people, which is so beautiful and so sacred and so necessary for us as individuals to be around good people. And, you know, I try to always keep an open mind and an open heart. Um, and I do believe there are some amazing, amazing good people in the world. But there are also some really shitty people, too. So there's that. So I really just wanted to share this because, you know, life can be challenging. It can be hard. You, if especially like you wear so many different hats, you're working, you're going to school, you have children to take care of, you have bills to pay, things to maintain and uphold. And that can be hard to do, especially if you're doing it by yourself. Um, so I want to encourage you that no matter what your situation is, whether you are homeless, whether you are working or not working, no matter your financial situation, no matter your background, no matter if you came from a happy family or if you came from a fucked up family, no matter what you have experienced in your life, you can live abundantly ever after that. But it starts with you getting clear on what you want going forward. You cannot get to the destination if you don't know what it is, right? Otherwise, you're just going to be spinning your wheels, trying different things, like throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. And what you need is a vision for your life. So when I had my Facebook group, that was one of the first activities. And it's always the first activity I give anybody that works with me or if people DM me and they're, you know, asking for advice um, and you can't tell me what you want or what you need, then I'll tell you, this is where you need to start. You need to figure out what you want. When you know what you want, then you can start identifying the steps that it takes to get what you want. And that's going to do a couple of things. Either one, it's going to give you a roadmap. Or two, you're going to come up with a lot more excuses and obstacles. Oftentimes, number two happens because we are creatures of habits and our brains are like, no, like we're used to this drama. We're used to the struggle. So we're just going to stay here because I know how to deal with this mess. Instead of being like, okay, Instead of being like, okay, like this is going to be some work. I'm going to have to start doing different things. It's going to be uncomfortable, but I can do it. And another reason why we get stuck too is because we'll start something new, right? Like people who um, are trying to like work out, right? That's one of the, the easiest examples I can use. A lot of times people want to start working out. They say, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get fit, la, 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 la. I'm going to eat healthy. And they start doing it. And then one day they slip up and instead of picking back up the next day, they beat themselves up and say, you know what? This just isn't for me. I can't do this. Whatever. Look at me. I'm a failure. And it's like, no, like you're fighting you versus you. The old you that's used to not working out is fighting against the you that wants to work out and that new you that wants to emerge. So you have to continually work at it until it becomes second nature and that's where we fuck up at. That's where we fail and we get stuck because instead of seeing it as this is part of the journey to growing into a person that works out on a regular basis. This is part of a journey of someone who does not engage in toxic and unhealthy relationships. Instead of growing into someone with a um, healthy relationship with money, you look at it as being a failure because you're trying, you're doing something that is completely new to you. So you have to be gracious with yourself. You have to give yourself the time and the space 
and the grace and compassion to allow yourself to change. You are going to make mistakes along the way. That's just part of the journey. And when we start to embrace that as part of the journey, you can be a little less critical of yourself and really start to um, break away from old cycles, from old patterns, old habits, the old way of living and doing things. And you start to grow into that abundantly ever after that you want to experience. So the more that you get clear on who you want to be, how you want to live, and what you want to experience, that is going to be the key to getting out of the struggle, to releasing the pain, healing the trauma, and living abundantly ever after. You have to know what you want. You have to be absolutely clear on that because that's going to help you develop the I was going to say dexterity. That's not the word. That's going to help you with develop the willpower and determination to see it through to the end. And this isn't to say that this happens overnight, although it can happen as rapidly as um, you'd like it, or it can take time. And there's no judgment either way. Like there's no judgment. You can't rush it. You can't really, you know, push yourself faster than you're able to grow. Um, but it is possible. So no matter where you are, you can start by figuring out who you want to be, where you want to be, and what it is that you want to experience. And that's one of the things that I did um, that helped me. So when I left my ex, um, one of the things I did was I moved away. I moved about three hours away from where I was currently living. I got away from family, so-called friends, and that is what really allowed me to heal. Oftentimes we can't just up and move. It was very easy for me to do that then. And I think that is what saved my life because I was on my own. I didn't have a lot of outside input or outside influences. I was very limited on the media that I was consuming and on the people that I had in my life. Um, I had a really amazing mentor who was like a sister and a friend to me at that time. And I had absolute peace because I took myself out of the mess. Another thing that might be helpful to realize is that there's always one common denominator in any challenges, issues, or problems that we have. And this might hurt. I know I had to swallow this pill myself, but it's you. I was the common denominator in any of the toxic relationships that I had been in. I was the common denominator in any of the bad experiences that I was having. I was the common denominator. And because I was able to say, what's the common thread? And I'm like, shit, it's me. That means either I'm doing something wrong. I'm not standing up for myself. But whatever it is, is that it's something within me that I need to work on. It's something within me that I need to change so that I don't allow this type of behavior in my life anymore. And once I stopped blaming other people, once I stopped expecting other people to that had no intention of helping me or loving me, once I stopped expecting something from them that they could not give me and I started developing new relationships with people that were more supportive and more kind towards me. That helped me change things as well. The journey of healing in general 
is not an easy one. It's not linear at all. It's very much um, like a, a spiral. Everything in life is, is spiralic, right? Nothing is linear the way that we're taught how time works. It's not how it works. And so healing is an unfolding. Healing is not always comfortable. There are some days when you have to like, I remember like having to look myself in the mirror and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you have to change. And like literally looking at myself and having these conversations with myself were monumental because like once I had to, once I accepted responsibility for myself, that meant I gave myself permission to start doing new things. If you are continuing to like blame people or blame your job or blame this experience that happened in your past for why you can't have the things that you want or why you're still struggling in life, you will never get anywhere. Um, even like for, you know, growing up with, you know, abusive parents or just fucked up family in general, at some point as adults, like we have to stop saying, oh, well, when I was seven, this happened or, well, I was 14 and my mom did this and that's why this, like as an adult, like, yes, those things absolutely shaped us. They absolutely impacted us. But as adults now, especially if we're parents, like we have to take accountability to say, you know what? My family was fucked up. I did not learn the things that I needed to learn or I learned some unhealthy things. There were certain situations in my childhood that left a bad impression upon me, past relationships that scarred me, like all of these different things who um, that affected us. But as adults, like we have to take responsibility for our healing. Like we can't continue to pass the buck and blame it on, on our childhood or on our last relationship or on our supervisor or whatever it is. Like we have to take responsibility and accountability for ourselves. And that's something that I see um, a lot of people lack. And I think part of that reason is because they also lack self-awareness. This is kind of like a different conversation, but if you see like a lot of the talks about between men and women about relationships, you know, men are saying that women need to be held accountable for this, that, and a third. And it's always, you know, the women being blamed in general, whereas men are not necessarily holding each other accountable. Accountability is crucial. If you're in a relationship with someone and you're telling them like, hey, I don't like it when you... Um, ignore me or I don't like that we're not spending as much time together and you keep telling them and telling them and telling them and they're not changing and they're making excuses, they're not being accountable. Do you think they're going to change? Probably not because a, a change requires you to be accountable for yourself and for your actions. So until you can look at you and be like, okay, okay, I see that I was co-creator in this bullshit in some way, shape and or form and let me just segue really quickly and say, I'm not saying that if something um, traumatic, such as sexual assault, domestic violence, any of those horrific things that occur to people, I'm not saying that if that's happened, that you, that you manifested it or that it's your fault or anything like that. That is not at all what I'm saying. Um, but I'm saying that at some point we have to take responsibility for our healing, for the processing of the fuck shit that's happened to us in life so that we can be at peace. And sometimes that processing requires the support of a doctor or a therapist 
or some sort of professional that I am not. However, I have experienced those things and have had to process those things and can share, you know, my experience and viewpoints. I did want to like just put that out there. I don't believe that we necessarily um, manifest horrible shit to happen in our lives. So, and that's a whole nother conversation um, that we can maybe explore at a later date in time, like the energetics or spiritual aspects of our lives and trauma. But I don't want to put that out there because I have seen where people have said shit like that. And I think it's fucked up, especially when people are not in the right mental or emotional mindset or even of the, the esoteric or spiritual understanding of anything like that. So just putting stuff out there like that without any context or prefacing around it, I think is is detrimental and dangerous to extremely sensitive people. So there's that. Um, but change happens when we're able to be accountable for ourselves. And a lot of that is about like making yourself your own best friend too. That's one thing that I had to realize is that everybody did not have my best interest in heart. A lot of people that I thought were my friends did not give a fuck about me. And so once I stopped trying to ask them for advice or listening to the advice that they were giving me, my life instantly changed just by stopping talking to people. Can you imagine that? And like, if your life is in shambles and you're surrounded by a friend who all she does is gossip and party and bullshit, and you can't figure out why things are not getting better, sometimes it's the company you keep. That person isn't trying to give you advice. If you're trying to advance your life and they just want to party and bullshit, like they don't want to see you. Some people just genuinely do not want to see you shine. They could be your blood relatives and not want to see you shine. And that's okay. Like they don't have to want that for you because you need to want that for you. And when you want that for you, then you can take the steps that you need to take to get there. And we can do that. We can absolutely do that. That's one of the things I love helping people do is like mapping out their life, like um, coming up with, this is what I want. How do I get there? And giving them the steps to take and seeing them do it is such an amazing and phenomenal thing. So I know I've kind of been all over the place today, but I just had a few things on my heart and had a little bit of time to sit down and record. Um, but living abundantly ever after is about transforming your life. It's about letting, allowing yourself to heal heart, mind, body, soul, so that you can become the person that you truly were meant to be. I believe that we were all created to experience a life filled with love and abundance on all levels. And that unfortunately, the world that we live in is not conducive to that because of the state of our society. So many people are struggling with trauma, various levels of trauma, various layers of trauma, and there's not a lot of healing that's taking place. There's a lot of numbing. We can numb out at the gym, on food, on sex, on TV, on alcohol, on running. We can numb out on so many things, and it doesn't all have to be like negative things. I know some people who are addicted to the gym. Like they'll go work out, work out, work out, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a healthy thing. But again, too much of anything in excess is not good because you're still avoiding the root of the issue. You're still avoiding your feelings by, you know, working out. So again, um, taking accountability is the first step. Determining what it is that you want for yourself, having that clarity around your vision for life and love 
is the next step. That allows you to take the action that you need to create change in your life. So if you want some more guidance and support along your journey in life and living abundantly ever after, head over to my website, abundantlyeverafter.show and drop your email in the sign up. You'll receive my upcoming illumination and inspiration newsletter. And I will be inviting you to join me in an amazing community where I will be um, able to connect with you on a deeper level and more. So thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next time. Peace.